Hit it, Damon. I don't remember any of the words. The obvious word. I mean, I remember the titular words. I remember the main part. Like you said, I remember the main part, but I'm not going to sing that. Stop. You get where this is going. You've all heard a fucking song before. <laughs> Damon Anthopoulos with our national anthem. Oh, say, you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so forth. Anyway, you know, play the sport or whatever. <laughs> Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good to begin with. My name is DJ. Hi, I'm Damon from earlier. I should, I should speak uh, really fast, like a, like a chip and dale. You get to speed up the recording so it sounds like I'm a chipmunk. What do you think? Sounds great. I think that'll be great. And I will speak in my normal tone because I already stammer a lot. So just sound like <laughs> Bob Newhart on speed. So I think it's just best if I just stay at this tempo. We're just going to do some EQ settings and make you sound like the parents from Char- Charlie Brown. It's going to go great. <laughs> Just a one-sided <laughs> podcast. Chipmunks and Charlie Brown. Perfect. Pa- Charlie Perfect. Brown Sr., I assume. Yeah. His does. Or mother or something. Please. My father was Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Charles. <laughs> I, don't, this is, I don't know what we're talking about. It's all great. We're, today we're talking about- And pertinent, Chip, I might add. Chippendales Rescue Rangers, the OG series from 1990-something to 1990-something. Flawless. I'm going to say, I want to take a guess here. When I want to say 89. Aired. Yeah, I think you might be right. To like 92 or 3. Uh, the shows don't produce new episodes for long. They do a lot per season. Right. They do 65 in the first season, 22, and then they're like, ah, that should do them over. We got Eventually they'll get on, on drugs and they won't be watching our cartoons no more. Okay. <laughs> You're absolutely Just right. Got 19, it in there at the end. 1989 to uh-huh. 1990. Ooh, wait. Yeah. That was a lot March. shorter than I expected. It's three what was seasons. It changing American politics for the better. Mm, yeah. Such a short, short window for <laughs> Chip and Dale. Once Reagan was out of office, they're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. I got my presidents wrong. Uh, Once H.W. Bush was uh, that's in office. It, yeah. <laughs> When, you know, when the first the first Iraq war started, we were like, we can't do this. Even better. It's crass. Having season these chipmunks one. solving problems? Season one, 13 episodes. Oh. Okay, normal. A little bit short for yeah, an animated Yeah, it's like series. a normal show. Season two, 47 episodes. There we go. There she is. Season three, five episodes? Oh. Well, that, I remember that with the one we were doing Tiny Toons, and it was like... Season one was 65 episodes, season two, 20 episodes, and then like season three was like a smattering, like maybe not even double digits of episodes just to like throw into the mix because, you know, you watch them every day and you're like, I hope this is an episode I haven't seen, Little Damon talking, and uh, <laughs> it always is. But then you'd get that one new episode and you're like, ah, I, might be, I must be getting the fresh ones. Then you That's- tune in on Tuesday and you're like, this is an episode I've seen again. And then you're like, wait, was that last episode just like one time when I just didn't, oh, like I had baseball I practice it? or what other yeah. kids do for fun? It's like the cartoon equivalent of the first one's free. 
You know, they just every <laughs> once in a while just give you a little bit of freshness. <laughs> the first eight balls free and the first episode of Chippendale's Rescue. Yeah, free. that's just that's just good business. Get them hooked. Keep them so this back. was like the the what was it? The second of the we'll ring we'll read about this and come back with more knowledge but we're just going mostly by memory other than <laughs> that sounds like our mo we're gonna come back to you with plenty of information that's factual we'll, we'll lightly google this before we <laughs> come back but uh, was this the second one after ducktales where they started reusing characters from like classic disney for their own series yes i was gonna say like i thought you were just talking about disney afternoons anyway gummy bears was first and then ducktales yeah. was like we're gonna use old characters and yeah. sort of update them and yeah chippendales was sort of like oh we can keep we can keep this up we talked a little bit about this on our roger rabbit episode how disney was just sort of like uh we're gonna sort of shift to tv now because right. there's no future for this animation <laughs> going forward this is an interesting concept because they took characters like maybe this is from i never noticed anything in the disney comics of rescue rangers but ducktales was kind of based on the comics a little bit more but this is seems like is it an original use of old characters like they took these characters like chip and dale in the old cartoons are just these rascally they're almost like bugs bunny ish kind of vibe where they just mess with donald duck or whoever and they're kind of rascals and and they don't really talk yeah, that I much like, they kind of <laughs> like they giggle right. a lot they sort of chip around and and dale was kind of stupid and chip was kind of smart but i don't right. even know if they even said words i think they just sort of made that nattering sound of theirs I and remember, then i don't even know if they actually bothered other characters, because sometimes I get them confused with the gophers from the Looney Tunes cartoons, which were sort of also canonically gay. Do you remember those gophers? Let's shall. I do remember <laughs> yes, those. Yes, I really loved those as a kid. Read into that what you like. <laughs> I, I can't remember if these were like more hijinksy or they would just get into stupid situations like they found a giant nut and had to get it into their tree or whatever. Well, you know how I hate to contradict you. Go ahead. I know for sure because the one Chippendale cartoon that I do remember <laughs> is them fucking with Donald Duck. Oh, okay. And they, there's something with apples and they keep, they play this game and they say, Apple Core, who's your friend? Oh. And then he says like, me. And it always ends up with Donald Duck with a face full of apple somehow. Like, I don't know exactly what the game is, <laughs> but it's always just them messing Apple with Apple Core, who's your friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm a, don't worry. We'll look that up too. This is a like sort of reboot of the characters. They're it's like a Magnum PI kind of thing, right? Like uh, Chip is well, in Chip his, is like, like based on Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. and Dale is like in Magnum PI's clothes, yeah. and then they like solve little. It's almost like the Rescuers. It's somehow Disney ripping off themselves in yeah. that they solve like little you know pint sized mysteries, and uh, you know there's a mafia boss known as Fat Cat. They got buddies. probably based off of what's his name from Daredevil, right? <laughs> based off Kingpin, they've got Monterey Jack, and oh, I love yeah. a cheese pun. Cheese addict, who's, yeah. Who's the gadget, gadget. or what is gadget? Mm -hmm. Tress McNeil, voice of Babs Bunny as well, and various other things. Voice of the uh, kids in Temple of Doom. <laughs> right, Weirdly, that's right. Weirdly, friend of the show, Tress McNeil. <laughs> I didn't really think about it too hard at the zip. time. Oh, Don't zip? forget yeah. Zip. No, he doesn't talk, right? He's just kind of, he's the little bug. No, he's just like a little fly. I don't think he actually, yeah. he's just sort of buzzes around. Yeah. And aside um, from Fat Cat, is that everyone? I don't know. That's, 
we've stre- we've stretched the bounds of my memory of <laughs> Rescue Rangers, and most oh. of this is coming from the, sh- the, the movie that came the out. movie that just came out. Do you watch the? I watched the Disney Afternoon reg- like religiously, so I definitely I watched have the seen the hell out of it. By law, yeah. I was supposed to watch all of this. That was what Reagan imposed, and that's what we were going to do. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. And I love the video game as well. They had a pretty oh, uh, yeah. good video game in the vein of DuckTales as well. Yeah, I like Chippendales, but it's also one of those shows, I, I can't remember, we may have talked about He-Man as well, where I have no memories of it. I have better memories of it than He-Man, but I don't remember any specific episodes. Yeah, I just remember watching, I watched, I think at some point, it was like DuckTales, then this, and then uh, Tailspin would come on after it and i would always watch the beginning of tailspin because i like the theme song and then i would usually dip out because i never really connected with tailspin as much oh my god i think actually we had the same childhood i was the same (laughs) way with tailspin i was like whatever this is i don't like it i'll stay for your fun little theme song but i'm out after this yeah care for it by that point it got too far removed from what it was like the characters from the jungle book are running a freight company like what are you talking about it it was at least partially because it by this point it was like 4 p.m 4 30 i'm like i gotta i gotta get ready for dinner i've got a lot of meetings and appointments (laughs) uh, what was i doing various nine-year-olds have (laughs) i gotta go outside and kick something i'm probably (laughs) What do you have anything else uh, that you want to get in before we watch Chippendale's Rescue Rangers? You know what? I don't. I really don't. I know I'm supposed to, you know, yes and you, but I just refuse. <laughs> I just can't do it. We're going to watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the original series. We're going to watch a smattering of episodes. We'll let you know what we watched because I don't know right now. When so we we'll let you know. It out, we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll be back after this. Damon, you know how like yes, you know how you have just like a mellifluous laugh. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been told. Sometimes I think I think to myself, self, how can I hear more of this? <laughs> how can I get more uh-huh. Damon in my life? If you at home have that same thought, I want you to pop on over to Patreon.com/slash Your Intro an Idiot. You can sign up. You can get bonus episodes. We've done some live streams. We're going to do some more. You can't stop us. We're not going to stop doing live streams suddenly. Yeah. Tell you that. So uh, that's the way to do it. Um, we, we're going to add some uh, new tiers coming up here. <laughs> so check it out. And we'd love to have you there. Or not. Just keep listening. If not, that's fine too. Just before we go, though, professional recommendation. When you feel like I'm about to laugh at something, just pull the right, just pull the right mic that, out. Pull the right ear volume button, down. Right if out. If you've got the things where on t- it's got touch or if you've got a fader or if you've got mm-hmm. a knob. Just, just crank it down a, whole a little bit. Studio assistant running the whole thing from now with those big boards. Just, just take that. You know, play with. Just those. Go ahead and jimmy that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Jimmy it. Perfect. This sounds so bad, mic technique wise. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? I guess you could just ignore the constructive criticism, but you get the video now. And we are back. We watched Chip Dale's Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. We started with the first episode, Piratsy Under the Sea. That'll make sense. Which didn't Don't feel worry. Like the first. Okay. That'll make sense later. That time. <laughs> uh huh. Um, we also watched what was it? The we, case of the Co- Cola Cult. We watched yeah, the case of the Cola Cult. Double O Chipmunks. Yeah, 
Zipper Come Home. Yes. And of course, what I wrote the title of Carol Channing exclamation point, but is actually called They Shoot Dogs, Don't They? Yes. That title also will make sense, even though it's kind of a sad, especially because it's the end of the the series. It is, it is weird that it's the end of the series. I always forget that these cartoon shows didn't, the idea was just to play them forever until someone didn't want to see them anymore. So they didn't really create like series finales. They're not supposed to be consumed that way. They neither begin nor end. That's mm-hmm. the- they are just to be ad nauseum. I'm making the kid a sandwich and plopping him in front of a TV so I can just get some fucking peace and quiet for once. <laughs> I said, eat your celery sacks. Quieter. <laughs> so this was after DuckTales, right? I believe this was after DuckTales. I think it's gummy bears, DuckTales, and then, you know, you get your chippies and your yeah. uh, tailies and then, uh, you know, some of the Tail your spin. goofs troop, your Goof tro- dark oh, yeah. swings druck. We got to cover Goof Troop at some point because that was that was a big one for me. This one was, I think, maybe I definitely watched probably every single episode of this growing up, but it was mm-hmm. definitely more of a like it was on and that this is where the TV. Well, I think we were on. also at that age where we would just watch what's on and yeah. declare yeah. it the greatest and then create podcasts about it 30 years after the fact. We're, like, we're going to be millionaires about this. Whereas I feel like with Goof Troop, I feel like that was more contemporaneous with Animaniacs, like in yeah. the early 90s. I remember having a weird animosity towards Goof Troop, and I really cannot place why. Hmm. Interesting. I wanted Goofy to have a wife. Maybe that was it. <laughs> just I didn't like months. that she had been I taken want- from him. What about just any Disney couple just not being tragically uh, <laughs> torn asunder by death? King or- Triton, where the fuck is your wife? Why yeah. is she not around? She probably um, died in childbirth. They had like eight kids together. Maybe not everyone needs a partner, Damon. Maybe many people can stand on their own. Yeah, I guess maybe King Triton, you know, he's a love him and leave him type guy. If I look like King Triton, I probably would be as well. Yeah. Broad well- chest the size of like three people. But I feel like we're getting off topic. Or Chip and Dale, who are platonic partners, or their brothers, or... I believe the vibe I was getting is that they're both having sex with Gadget. That was the yes. vibe I was, yeah, I got I was uh, picking up on. Or at least would like to, if the option were to present itself. But then on the other hand, I got the vibe from Gadget that she was mm. uh, not interested in maybe men at all? Yeah. Am she- I just making... Gadget is canonically queer, is what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, she's I would got buy that, but I think she's canonically probably asexual since it's a children's show. But <laughs> stop ruining. <laughs> we get before we get in anything because this happens at the beginning of the episode. We got to talk about this theme song, which I'm sure we talked about in the intro. I don't remember, but the song fucking slaps. Same guy that wrote the Ducktales theme song. Oh, you did because some research. Who was it? His name is Mike Muller, I think, Richie or Mike Valens. Mueller. Or Mueller, depending on whether he's been charged with prosecuting a sitting president. <laughs> and he also uh, wrote some for legit pop songs and stuff, too. I'm not looking at it right now, so I'm going to forget. The Chip and Dale theme song was performed by the Jets, who you may know is that from their hit song. The New York Jets? Crush on You. I've got a crush on you. Uh-huh. And they got, let's see. You got it all. That's probably the main ones. Those are the ones. It's really banking on a third one coming in, <laughs> really jogging my memory right at the end. And also, baby, we were born to run. No, that's <laughs> right. That and they also sang yesterday. A lot of people don't realize they uh, 
they helped Paul McCartney with some of the transitions yeah. yesterday. Not the song oh. yesterday. They just probably sang yesterday because they're still out there performing. So good for them. It is a great theme yeah. song. It's a lot more passionate. I remember this is a case yes. with a lot of Disney afternoon shows. Gummy Bears is also surprisingly passionate about yeah. what is a Bouncing patently ridiculous here, premise. There and this is like they break the rules. It's like so earnest in the in the sort of uh, little interstitial parts. I'm like, okay, it's about rodents who solve uh, minor crimes. I don't yep. really feel like you need to start crying in the middle of this song. <laughs> what also starts kind of ominous because it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, and you're like. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, eating my pack of handy snacks, being like, oh, what's going to happen? There's lightning <laughs> at the beginning of this. But yeah, then don't then worry. Got it turns major. car turning around. Yeah. yeah. It does do a flip no to the major. It's a good song. I just want to say good, that. It's a good, it's a, on its face, a great song. I watched it every single episode. I didn't skip it. I did not skip intro because I did not want to. That's so. a great reason to not do that. Do you want to give us a recap on our first episode, Piratsy yes. Under the Sea? Piratsy. Okay, so we're just right into it. So there is no like establishing what's going on here. The Rescue Rangers are, they all live together in a tree dorm or something. And uh, they're chiding mm-hmm. Dale for being messy. He's the, he's the mischievous, he's the yeah. messy guy. He's the Magnum P.I. of the group, so yeah. eventually he's messy. And eventually he's chastened enough that he takes out the trash. And while doing so, he accidentally gets picked up by the garbage truck. The rangers follow him and they end up on a garbage barge where Chip and Dale are accidentally captured or captured in a net and they're drug underwater. The other rangers follow to rescue them. They encounter the pirates, which are yeah. pirate rats. Mm-hmm. They live in a sunken ship uh, at the bottom of the bay. There's a theory that the they Hudson live- The Hudson Bay, from the vibe I got when they were on the barge, they looked back and the city looked- I don't know if the city is supposed to be New York City, but it looked remarkably like New York City from, from you know, the Washington Bridge. There's a there's a theory, then I don't think this is confirmed because it's a cartoon and they just didn't get into it, but that it's San Francisco, that they're living- Because I guess there's sometimes there are some shots of the of something that looks like the Golden Gate Bridge and they live on this big bay. And it doesn't matter. No, they don't, right. they don't ever say. All right. But anyway, the pirates live in a sunken ship guarding a treasure that their mm-hmm. original captain told them to oversee, to, to like guard for 200 years ago. Put a pin in that. I'm going to draw a little pin in my note. Little star by that one. Monterey Jack, one of our rangers, poses <laughs> as, as that long lost captain to rescue the team. After he's found out, the rangers shoot a hole in a, the bottom of the boat so that the <laughs> treasure can come out. Another pin in that one, and that lets well, the boat- Well, they don't shoot it at the bottom. They, I thought they released a trap door. Maybe it's not the bottom of the boat. It's the deck of the boat from where we're- Right. You know what? Just go That's ahead. true. That's true. So, But in doing so, it lets the boat float upright in the top, and the pirates sail away. Despite the fact adventures. that it is a sunken boat, which by definition wouldn't float because it has sunk. It flips upright, and yeah. everything's fine. It's and not they, just the capsizing that's a problem, everyone. It's just. the hole in the hull that also can cause problems, as my friend Jack Dawson can tell you. I was also thrown off that the, the mice are now going to operate a human-sized vessel, Yeah, right? This they is a normal pirate ship, right? It appears to be, yes. Although yeah. the scale kind of goes up and down with these folks, which that's I, one of, again- I find yeah. that to be true. That was one of my yeah. notes in a macro sense. They do kind of like immediately hit on that a little because they're riding their 
what is it? Gadget has invented a little fan powered roller skate. It's got a fan on the back and they're on the roller skate, which is like already like what size of skate and what size of fan and how big are they? And then they're like driving around cars. So you, oh, well, you this get is it. the next episode, I believe the cult episode. No, there it happens in this one because they're chasing after the garbage truck. And there's another one. There's another vehicle. And I want to talk about that in the second episode. Right. Yes. That is, that's still in the second. This is all at sea. The entire episode no, is at sea. No, I'm telling you, there's a, the roller skate makes an appearance in this first one. Because I remember in the second one, she's like, we finally get to take this out for a test spin. And I was like, excuse me, point of order. I just watched an episode <laughs> where you're driving this. Okay, this you're car. right. Actually, now I am remembering. Yes. When they were chasing Dale, who is in the garbage truck. Yeah. They're in that roller skate. I am actually the screen talking to no one in particular. I noticed that if Monterey Jack would have said that it's great that they took it out for a test drive, you wouldn't have questioned if Gadget says it. Okay, you're yeah. immediately on our case yeah. about it. It's not. It's not. I'm not so much a misogynist as in I hate whatever animal she is. I believe it, we are dealing with forty percent chipmunks, forty percent mice, and the remaining twenty percent is a fly. He's a fly. That's the weirdest fucking looking fly I've ever seen. Zipper it is, is and and he also varies in scale. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it takes two hands for Monterey Jack to pick him up, and sometimes he can just like lift him up in his little paw. You know what it's I do? Fine. Like, just just to hit on this is a bigger point. I don't want to spend too much time on it yet, but the Monterey Jack zipper dynamic I do like. I think we didn't see. You know, it's it's a thing as their buddies. And I appreciate that because he's the big one. We, it does and come Zipper's into play and Zipper, and Zipper come home and it's cute. Okay, so. So I wanted to note, yeah. though, just some random, I was surprised that there was an octopus in a bay just off the coast of squid. a. Squid. Yeah, they said it was a squid, but drawn very octopus-like yes. with a big bulbous head. But he, he did, did have, have a little the, beak. He did have a beak and he did have the extra tentacles that had oh, the Oh, he had 10 little feelers? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I didn't count the legs, so I don't know about the number. But you know how the, the squid have the two longer ones? This is a, now a science podcast. They're, they're called the longer flappy <laughs> bit ones. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The longer bits on the cephalopods. Also, Tyler was thrown off by, he also asked if what Zipper was because he watched Zipper eat a whole grape. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with the scale, he was like, he just turned to me and said, that doesn't add up. Yeah. That actually, correction, that don't add up is what he said to me. <laughs> the thing is, like, we all know it's not important, show. So just choose. The, the, mm-hmm. the, like, because you're pointing out, you're, like, making a, a small, small reference to the fact that they're smaller than uh, something else. They're driving around cars or whatever. That's what points out this sort of inconsistency. If you yeah. just didn't do that or you just made them, then you're like, you're good. These are cartoons. Like, we can kind of do it. But the the sort of changing of it, it just gets a little bit confusing, not in a, a major way, but in a way that makes you go like, now, just a second ago, that cherry tomato was this big. And then now he can put the whole <laughs> right. thing in his mouth. Anyway, they're also cartoons. So they don't have to, like, apply the laws of physics, but it's a little weird. Billy the Squid is the name of the... Squid or octopus. It's a fine name for a squid. It's it a fine good. name. I like it. Eventually, yeah. So, oh, I also Hold noted that second. R, I believe his name is R, is a proto-pinky. One of the uh, pirates very much looks, and it is stupid like a pinky of and the brain fame. But his name is like RV or something? Is it he RV? Like, I didn't pick up what his name was. Something like that. And then Jolly Roger is the- Is that the, the beefcake? It's the captain. Um. There's but also not- a kind of beefy, also canonically gay pirate in the background where I was like, who's oh. that guy? Why isn't he hanging out? 
why aren't we talking to him? And then I was like, Damon, just pull yourself together. <laughs> it's been a minute, okay? This uh, garnered one laugh from me, one genuine laugh, which is when Monterey Jack comes in dressed as their erstwhile yeah. captain, and they find the one rat who actually presumably is 200 years old yes. and served under this captain. And the cabin boy. He has a bad, yeah, the cabin boy, and he has a bad eye, and he's he says, well, the old captain used to have a certain squint in his eye, and so uh, Monterey Jack starts squinting. There was another thing, and then Monterey Jack starts doing that, and he's like, yeah. and he had one leg, and Monterey Jack lifts his right leg, and the cabin boy says, left The leg. other one. <laughs> <laughs> I did like it. Long Lost Lafitte was the name yeah. of the, which is weird, like... If his name was Long Lost Lafitte originally, you might have seen this coming. <laughs> uh-huh. He wouldn't have been, wait, Long Lost Lafitte, but now he's found? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, like, if you're like, hello, my name's Long Lost Lafitte, I'm like, you're probably not going to be around for a while, you know? <laughs> right, you're probably going to love us and leave us. I was thrown off by the 200 years. I don't know why it had to be 200 years. Uh, it was very confusing. And why... Do they only gain new pirates by accidentally ensnaring people in their, you know, garbage traps and then not letting them leave the pirate ship? And they refined the treasure every week. I kind of liked the idea of that, but then I didn't, right. it didn't really tie together with why they had to capture them. I don't know. And then they seemed outrightly like villainous. They were trying yeah. to kill the rescue rangers, but yeah. then at the end of the episode, uh, once their ship is righted, everyone's happy about it yeah. and it's cool. I mean, that sounds like a children's show, you know, in a nutshell, but it was still very jarring. I was like, they just tried to kill you. Yeah. And they're, they're attempted cool. murder doesn't typically breed friendships, is what also, I'm saying. Also, so at the end, they're, they're letting the, the pirates go free and they're, they're like, hey, we'll see you later. And then they put Billy the Squid up. They tie him oh, to the top of the yeah, mast. They tie his legs to the mast. And I looked at, just for fun, I looked up cruel and unusual punishment in the Geneva Convention. And uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. But that is awful. That's torturous. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a bridge too far. If the pirates get off for murdering you, yeah. Billy the Squid yeah. certainly should, uh, you know. Just, he's he's get, doing a squid uh, thing, you know? Just a or minor, octopus you know, thing or whatever. You know, right up, you know, at best. Put on a personal improvement plan, maybe, and then, you know, move on. There's no reason to put him on top of a mast and let him die in the sun. He's just going to crisp up. Also, Dale shoots garbage out of a cannon at the pirates. It's established when they meet the pirates that they're also messy. So Dale's like, I'll be right at home here. Oh, yeah. That was sort of a running gag, I guess. And then, so at the end, from as they're floating away, they shoot garbage at the pirates we never see the pirates' reaction to that other than getting hit with garbage, but the Dale finds it very amusing, but I'm just kind of like, it's kind of a dick move, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was an odd note to end on, especially after we just established that they were friends. Yeah. That's you it. You want to move okay. on to uh, yeah. Case of the Cola Cult? You want me to recap this or you want to, you, you seem to have better notes than I. I could try. Uh, or do you want to? I'll try it. You okay. know what? Hey, okay. I'll try it. They were again, as DJ alluded to, they are on this roller skate automobile that Gadget is what have you. And they just accidentally get into a factory, a Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola bottling plant. And, you know, while they're there, they discover there is a cult based around Coca-Cola, all these mice in robes. And all they do is they watch old Coca-Cola commercials 
and eventually they get fizzed, which is they usually stand under, you know, soda apparatus and the soda sprays down and dyes their clothes, Mm -hmm. either red, orange, or purple. Wild, wild country. And... But then they find out they leave without issue and the people also like disappear after their fizz sometimes, but not always. Sometimes. Well, their yeah. belongings disappear. They, yeah. they, but didn't they that one see... old guy disappear? Because it was like giving me Midsomar vibes. Cause it was like I thought the old guy like not the just... richest mouse in town? Or something? I don't no, know. No, they take money from him. They put his money in the, okay. the six pack. Okay. And then they tip the six pack and then they open the door that they've cut out of the can. There's nothing inside. And they're like, Got wow. It. And it's him giving up his earthly possessions for a more cuckoo cola based enlightenment. Anyway, they meet the head of the cult who seems fine and his sidekick, Bubbles, who's this sort of ninja guy. And he has all these sort of ninja warriors with him. Not American ninja warrior. The cult leader is Pop Top, is his name. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much. But then. Gadget gets sad for some reason about how her inventions always fall apart. She feels like she has no place in the rescue rangers anymore. Meanwhile, a guy they met in passing at the Cuckoo Cola cult, Marlin, is that right? Byron. Oh, I think it actually was Myron because I think- Myron. We had the same issue with understanding what he said his name was. Myron comes back and he says- can't remember what. But while he's talking, Gadget's like, well, I guess this is goodbye, goodbye, and she leaves- you're like, he's setting up the plot over here. Right. If you wanna- Do you want to just stay for a minute? <laughs> she leaves. She gets swept into the Cuckoo Cola cult because she is, she's sort of aimless now. And the rescue rangers go to save her. And they find out that Bubbles, the uh, right-hand man, has been saving all this money that is supposedly getting fizzed away. Yeah. And he traps the remaining rescue rangers as well as Pop Top. Crop? No, Pop Top, of course. Not Crop Top. Um, it's a different thing, not associated with uh, sodas usually. And they're going to get fizz, but then, you know, I think Gadget realizes that Bubble had, uh, you know, sabotaged one of her inventions mm-hmm. and that's why it fell apart. And so yeah. she realizes she is a great inventor and she saves the day. Pretty much single-handedly one of her kicks inven- his ass. It, it's a very, it's a very, uh, very woke, you know, very SJW <laughs> moment, of course. What is she? She's such a Mary Sue. Like uh, she just suddenly comes she can in. do everything. All of a sudden, she's doing a bunch of inventions. Like, since when does Gadget do inventions? <laughs> the best feature of this episode, though, is this the repeated multiple times commercial. How's it going? Cuckoo Cola. There's- Come along, sing along. It's the taste of Cuckoo Cola. At one point, they say, it's better than Pensacola. <laughs> Which, I've never had Cuckoo Cola, but- it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. I thought How's this was- How's the Gulf treating you, P-Town? <laughs> Checkmate. This was a weird episode in that I think the writing was more strong in this episode than yeah. before. But the animation was noticeably shittier. It was way worse. It yeah. was very choppy. There's a lot of repeated like stuff. I mean, TV animation in the 80s was uh, certainly not a golden age. You know, they were cranking this shit out real quick. But like people looked off model at times. Colors were like wrong. Like, you know, skin tones would change but, or fur tones, I guess I should say, between shots. Yeah, it just kind of looked shittier. And what was weird about this is this probably, especially compared to the last episode, this is a lot more action-oriented episode where, you know, people are crashing through things, devices are falling apart, you know, Gadget's inventions are falling apart, people are, you know, suctioning cup up, up walls, there were crowd scenes, 
And maybe that is what caused it to be sort of like, like cranked we gotta, out in this shitty manner. We gotta manner. get this out. But it was sometimes rough to look at. And the scale was all over the place. They are in, in a cola bottling plant. And there's a scene where like one of Gadget's inventions crashes through a box, you know, when she's having her triumphant moment. And I was like, how big are the boxes or how big is this machine? Because it doesn't seem clear. Although I will say, I remember when I would watch Tiny Toons, you could sort of tell there were multiple animation teams because the, not in a bad way, but you could tell like, well, this Buster and Babs look in a specifically different model than the usual Buster and Babs. And then there was like a third string Buster and Babs. The weird thing is I like the one of the off models better than, I would get excited when Buster and Babs looked kind of specifically, very specific in some episodes. I was like, ah, they got the B team working today where they got the sort of weird foreheads. Yeah, I just wanted to say that this this episode's animation, I think it's the worst of the five we watched in terms of animation. This is This is kind of rough to look at at times. Yeah, worse in animation, but maybe best in terms of like the story and comedy, or at least I'd have to, I'd put it up there because we get some character development that doesn't matter later in the, in the season, but like we do get some like character development for Gadget. She gets like kind of like real crisis of confidence and... Although she should, her interventions, like her shtick is her inventions suck all the time. <laughs> they're always the, falling apart. They're always falling apart. But we do get the her catchphrase, which is, I can fix it, which she says every time something falls apart, which I like. And, and then, golly. By the fifth episode, yeah. I was done with every line of hers beginning with golly. I do remember she had that catchphrase. Well, so at some point, I can't remember what happens, but something happens to Zipper and Monterey Jack is holding him and he goes, squeak to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's a moment he when, doesn't really when Zipper is two hands, oh, buddy. but it is cute. I like Zipper, even though I don't feel like f- flies don't have noses. Certainly I don't, don't have button noses. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to exactly imagine what a, he is. A, a scientifically accurate Zipper would look like, and it haunts me to my core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at least hands together. At least chipmunks and mice are cute, like in real life. They don't look that much like mammalian is yeah maybe that's it maybe i'm biased towards mammals plus they got little thumbs because rodents also the whole premise of the beginning is is weird like oh no i'm thinking of the other episode never mind this is our first of two cult centric episodes yes that we got in this selection i think that's i'm thinking of the other one somehow there are two cult episodes but none of the episodes we picked semi-randomly have fat cat in them they're arch nemesis yeah or that scientist guy who kind of looks like character actor michael jeter but none of them are in it it's just it's just these random one-off two of which have cults in it yeah i don't know if we did a great job picking up we looked at uh, like a top episodes list we looked at two top 10 episodes and we compared them and then picked the ones that appeared on both yeah so maybe that says something about your overarching villains true but i do like the design of fat cat because he has his whiskers twisted into a poirot style mustache which i i think is clever were you surprised that pop top was not our villain and it was in fact his second in command no because (laughs) even when they kind of revealed the more disturbing. I mean, it's probably because, you know, it's it's for kids. But, like, the cult isn't really that disturbing. Like, it's not good that they're, like, taking money. But the people are giving that money away. It's basically how a church functions, right? Shh, is shh, they're shh, like... No, <laughs> cults are very different from churches. 
Because they're like, here's this money. I'm sure you'll use this to feed the poor. And they're like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Pay Once no we get attention. St. Peter's Basilica up and running, we're definitely going to feed the poor. Yeah. Pay no attention to the East Wing we just built. <laughs> pay no attention to J- Joel Osteen's fucking house. Don't that worry about that. Different money. That was different money. <laughs> we cordoned it off. Someone donated and said, I want Joel Osteen to have a that $2 was, million dollar house. <laughs> this is the Damon Xanthopoulos, Joel Osteen's East Wing. <laughs> Naming rights. That's important to you. That's all I get. Because he's like a school, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it was oddly pro-cult, I thought was weird. It was like, the cult's not the problem. It's the power struggle that's the yeah. problem within the cult. And I'm like, we just I don't want, know, guys. We want someone, like, kind of nice in charge of this cult. What? <laughs> I but mean, the, the song's slaps. great and all, but we don't song need slaps. to build a cult around it. Just watch a commercial. Just watch it. That's kind of how it ends up, is they're like... The the pop top comes back and and they're like he's like well I guess we don't need this cult anymore and they're like yeah you just you can just hang out with these people you don't need the cult and he's like yeah <laughs> I have only one more note and it was that when they they capture gadget after they realize that she's she's starting to pick up on the thing they throw her in prison but prison is also where they keep all the gold and jewels they've been stealing. Which seems like, I mean, if you got all this Not golden jewels, at least like open a second crate as the jail. Don't put them in the same <laughs> place. Not your best work. The next episode was that we watched Ooh. was. This is Double O Chipmunk. Double O Chipmunks. We opened Dale is obsessed with watching Dirk Suave, Double O mm-hmm. Super Spy, and his pretty racist ass, uh, racist stereotyped sidekick. The uh, whole thing, his whole body is racist, not just his ass. The yeah. whole, the whole character is racist. What this, was his name? That character's name? I don't remember, that? and I'm sure I wouldn't want to say it because it's probably <laughs> also racist. He's a guy in a presumably Asian man in a karate gi. Yeah, speaking in like uh, heavily you know, accented. You, d- d- Imagine what what you think he sounds like, and that's exactly what he sounds like. But Dale is obsessed with this. He wants to be a super spy. The gang kind of makes fun of him, and it hurts his feelings. And after hurting his feelings, they they feel bad and set up a spy adventure for him. Dale eventually finds out that it's just a game. But at the same time, this Mm -hmm. real spy adventure is happening. And you get the microfilm canisters confused. And now he's like caught up in this real spy adventure, but he still thinks it's fake. Eventually, Dale gets a hold of a mind-controlled tank. He gets a hold of the helmet, and he uses it to defeat the evil spy and his rat gang, and they're arrested. So that's what happens. That's uh, There's a lot of other backs and forths that happen, but that's basically what happens. Tyler had one question about this one. Good sport that he is. He watched them with me. And he was confused as to why the U.S. government was building this item that can sort of, you can place on your head and it can control weaponry. Fine, bully, U.S. government. But it was sized perfectly for a mouse to wear? Why was that? Why wouldn't you build it for a human to wear? I think, once again, we've got a problem of scale. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, because the guy that's after it who's doesn't really have a name. He's just called the super spy, the actual evil spy guy. He's a human or human sized, weird looking guy. The Lex Luthor sort yeah. of guy. Uh-huh. Mr. Yeah. Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. He like captures a scientist or something and disguises himself like him. So he's got this kind of Albert Einstein looking wig and mustache, mm-hmm. but he's like this bald guy. I don't think this is an important, because I kept trying to find 
who this villain was and his name in the in the wiki is super spy and yeah, they the kept spy referring rats. to him as the spy yeah and yeah the spy rats who just look like sort of mafia stereotypes they well, don't and look like uh spy stereotypes which is weird there's a character later called rat capone that is in the, the same model as the main spy rat but he it's a different character or it's a different color or something and and so i think this was like they one off this and then kind of use that model later but it doesn't you know matter. when it works it works you know yeah when you got something that that great you want to you, you want to lean into it when you love something don't let it go well i did notice that you know because he was mimicking johnny suave or whatever the fuck his name is zipper sort of dresses up in karate gi and i my note yeah. says thank god zipper doesn't talk right I mean, I'm not a big spy movie person. Uh, and I, of course, like Johnny Suave or whatever the fuck his name is, is Once referencing- Once Dirk Suave. Put some respect on it. Thank you. <laughs> I won't. I know what he's referencing, James Bond. Yeah. What is the the Asian stereotype supposed to be referenced? Is that a- Short what round. What is that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No, I think I'm sure there are some- Racist shit in James Bond movies, but I don't, or spy oh, movies. Oh, absolutely! That don't get but me I, wrong, but it's usually not as hard focused as this specifically is. Where where is your hands tied in like adding an Asian stereotype, or is this just you were just taking a victory lap and threw this in there? It was the eighties, man. They were coked up. They were like, "Who cares? We got to get these R's and R's out." <sighs> okay, and also we get gadget. She has to play the femme fatale in this. Yes, I feel like this was a lot of. I was like. I feel like the spy spoof is a well-honed, you know, subgenre, and this seemed to be not spy spoof. This was like government agencies, sure, but then there were just karate stuff, and then you know, femme fatale from like film noir stuff. And I was like, yeah. this is a mess. It's this all over the place. Mess. Yeah, I also really uh, was upset. <laughs> in a unnecessarily intense way by the animation of the tank because they made it so that like when it's being controlled it has almost a face because it has like the nose yeah. which is the it's, gun it's and then it's the windows the nose. Yeah. yeah and it flies and it's like going it's like reacting and eyes are, and i'm like i don't missiles are like coming this out and it looks scared yeah <laughs> don't like that i'm a man of simple tastes Sort of. And I did like it. I like it when things have faces and I like it when yeah, things are scared. Fair. I like it when things that can't have fear have fear. <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't think that my my distaste for it is necessarily, I wouldn't fight for it. You know what I mean? I don't think you're wrong for liking it, but I just, <laughs> I didn't like it. I did really, really enjoy the insurance jokes from the goons, from like the, <laughs> the bands. I, I don't remember the first one, but the second one was, we're disappointed with the premiums on our long-term life annuity. And yeah, then the guy's like, did, you, was, why you? Uh, uh, yeah, they were sometimes forcibly dumb. And that line where they're like, we need to give the boss some insurance. And then they said something like, the boss sells insurance. I'm like, come on, this isn't a... This isn't a mistake anyone would make, but I did like an annuity joke. You know yeah. I love an annuity joke. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Otherwise, this sort of washed over me. Uh, it was pretty forgettable, which is odd because it's one of the few episodes that is directly referenced in the Chippendales movie right. that came. Yeah. Don't say Chippendales movie. That's starring Kumail Nanjiani and it's on Hulu. I'm yes. talking about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, Disney+. Plus. And this is one of the specific episodes referenced and it's- I don't. I think it, he- Gets a spinoff or something, Double O Dale or whatever. Yeah, something like, like yeah. that. I think it's really simply because you get to put Dale in a little tuxedo. 
It is it cute. Like when animals are wearing little coats. And Tyler was thrown off because he has a little collar and he has like cufflinks, but he yeah. is not wearing a shirt. Right. Well, I thought his he's shirt like came off or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not wearing a shirt, but he does have a collar and cuffs. And there's like, you can see there's a little attachment that goes into his little blazer, which was a surprising amount of detail for such B-grade animation. <laughs> yeah. Although not as bad as last episode. I'm good with this one. You want to move on? Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Zipper come home. You got this one or you want me to Yeah, I mean, this is our second cult episode. Yes. Monterey Jack, who was making some sort of cheese-based cake, but not a cheesecake, to be clear. He wants Zipper out of there because it's supposed to be a surprise for the rest of the gang. And But Zipper, through a lot of like really forced circumstances, keeps yeah. ending up in the kitchen and eventually, like Monterey Jack, shoots him away. And Zipper gets really sad and cries, which uh, affected me in a way I did not expect. And he leaves. And by the way, it's been raining for 30 days in the city in which the rescue rangers do their business. I was like, that's uh, too much rain uh, for any place to sustain. Anyway, he leaves. He goes to the bar fly where they eat old apples and fruits that have fermented, presumably. And then we find out uh, he gets kidnapped by a group of... Water beetles. Natives. Uh, water yes. beetles who are often referred to as natives. They have yes. spears and they want to sacrifice Zipper to their god, who we eventually find out in Act 3 is a giant frog. So they're feeding Zipper a bunch of food. We have a gun- more scale issues because he's eating grapes again. In two of the five episodes, he's eating whole grapes. <laughs> There's a whole thing. I wrote, they actually saved someone in this because there is a family of mice that gets sucked into the sewer in a basket. We actually get to see the rescue rangers, you know, form deranged rescue towards yeah. someone. <laughs> anyway, they save Zipper. Monterey Jack, feeling bad, dresses as a fly to attract the frog and save Zipper. And then the rescue rangers save him. And then the natives... Are killed. I don't know what happens. Let's just call them water beetles. Uh, Let's just keep saying that, that they're not natives and they're water beetles, even though they do have spears and they chuck them a few times. Yeah. And they speak in kind of broken English. Yeah. They lose, they drop their articles a lot. It's no A's and B's a lot. Yeah. Uh, You can get away with a little bit more as animation because they're not, well, they're not supposed to, you know what I mean? In the spy in Double O Chipmunks, like, they're humans, they're cartoons, but they're humans. So there's no like, you <laughs> right. can't get away even less. But this was like, I guess you could just say, but it is clearly an analog for like the the natives. And it's, yeah. uh, it's not great. The great green one is what they call the frog. Right. And then the frog comes out, big frog. Yeah. You got a standard issue. I think legally you have to do it uh, where a character with a long tongue gets the tongue wrapped around themselves. And that of course happens mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. ribbit who is the frog god of these yep. water beetles. Yep. Oh my God. I feel like I've worked in all my notes into my recap. So what do you, what else you got? This is probably the cutest zipper is in the five episodes that we watched. He's, uh, you know, they've had some time to like dial in some of the cuteness of the animation. He speaks a lot more, which isn't necessarily needed. I don't think he speaks, I think a little too much in this because he kind of says words. Like, yeah. It's like, it's usually like a pet voice that you would use with a cat or something. He sort of speaks in not full sentences, but yeah, there's a moment where because Monterey Jack asks him to guard the kitchen door, he's marching like a guard. He's got like, I think it's just like a sewing needle as like a rifle. And he's, yeah, he's I think there's back. sewing needle or like a cocktail, you know, yeah, I mean, one of those t- things. Yeah. I think you might be right. It was 
That was pretty cute. And at one point- and he has a little chef's hat too. Yeah. Even though he's not allowed in the kitchen. Yeah, that was weird. And then, so he's actually doing his best to keep the others out of the kitchen and they're bound and determined to get in there. I don't know why they're so, they're bored, I think is what it is. Yeah, they're they've bored because they've been inside, inside all day. And all Gadget much. literally builds a motherfucking bomb- Mm-hmm. On, and puts it on the kitchen door, mm-hmm. and then they they coax Zipper away. They don't want to hurt Zipper. They're just trying to get in. It's not locked, I don't think, but okay. And so, why don't you just lure him away? And then anyway, so they pull him over. But then he runs back right before because the bomb doesn't go off right away. Because gadget, oops, she's not good at doing things. And so the bomb it doesn't really hurt Zipper, but it does throw him into the kitchen and kind of wreck into things. the cake, wrecks and the into cake. the cake. Yeah, and that's what really pisses him off but it's so funny because in defending him gadget comes in and goes like if anything it's our fault it's like yeah it's your fault if anything if anything (laughs) the audacity of this woman if this door blowing up is anyone's fault if (laughs) who could say if this door wouldn't have blown up on its own (laughs) the nature tends towards entropy so who's to say (laughs) Uh, yeah, we get a lot of Monterey Jack in this episode, and I don't know yeah. if you picked up on this, but Monterey Jack is Australian. Yes. So he was making a triple DK cheesecake. There's what we all make. came for. Damon's Monterey Jack. You know, his when he's buzzing as a fly, it's bees, bees, you know. <laughs> it's all great. It's just a great show. We get a good joke about it. Not good joke. A joke about it. Uh, Thank they're, you. They're flying Thank you for above. being honest. And Gadget says, smoke signals, and they're from Monty. And they're like, how can you tell? And she's like, oh, the smoke, they have an Australian accent. That's great. I liked it in the 20s, and I like it now. I like that. That's funny. That's fine. Let's get out of here. You want to do the last episode? I certainly do. This is, they shoot dogs, don't they? Go, take it away. The Rangers get a letter from Canina LaFleur. Lefur, dogs have fur. Because the fur. Yeah, she's an actress dog asking for help. Her stand-in, Jaja, Jaja um, Labrador, Jaja Labrador is trying to. That's that's a Jaja Gabor reference. Thank you. I was having trouble placing. What Jajas do I know? <laughs> no, it's not Jaja Smith. It's not Jaja Johansson. So uh, her stand-in, Jaja, is trying to murder her. While they film a dog food commercial yes. in, in the country of taxidermia, which is a place yeah. where all animal hunting is legal. And the these hunting seasons are like an hour long, I guess. Yeah. And they switch it all the time. And you knew it was going to be dogs eventually. Yeah. I was a little thrown off. Is taxidermia supposed to be a country? Well, they keep saying, I love this country. Or is it supposed to be a region like Appalachia? That hunter, Yosemite Sam guy keeps saying, I love this country. So like, uh, I don't know. I mean, he could be talking about this region. Where the of fuck the is taxidermia supposed? Is that supposed to be a European country? Because it's full. Like I wanted. They first said that they she was working in taxidermia. I thought it was like a Transylvania reference, right? But then we get there and it's pure Florida. There's Everglades <laughs> and a fucking redneck, like almost Yosemite Sam. I was waiting yeah. for deliverance jokes the entire time. I don't think we got a clear one. Mm-mm. To its credit, because that's some easy pickings uh, right there. <laughs> So, yeah, I was a little confused if this was – I read it as a country when it's initially said in dialogue. Yeah. But once we got there, I was like, oh, wait, is this supposed to be like Appalachia, like a region of the country? They didn't have to but fly there, But I guess there, if he does say, I, I love this country. But they also swim back to Los Angeles. They Or not yeah. swim. They boat back to Los Angeles. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Let's yeah. – yeah. 
The stand-in takes Kanina's place, pushes her and Monty from the plane as they're leaving the country and place. And it takes off headed back. And Kanina and Monty escape eventually uh, through – they escape that crazy hunter coming after them. They come back and they expose Jaja at the Lassie Awards. And then, I don't know, things go back to normal. And then they're like, series over. We're done. And we're like, okay. Do you want to just play all of those episodes again every single day of my life for like four <laughs> yes, or five years? Yes, we do. They're like, we made 65. That's the bare minimum you need for uh, <laughs> for rotation on a weekly basis. And Call it so a day. We're out of here. We have moved on to uh, Tailspin or whatever the fuck was next. <laughs> First off, I sat up straight, bolt upright when Kanina <laughs> Lafer speaks, and it's very clearly Carol Channing. Yes. I also got a giggle when Jaja is pretending to be Kanina Lafer and does a passable Carol Channing yeah, accent. It's not bad. <laughs> and this was probably the best episode that we watched. I was like, oh, but guys, this is this is your last episode and you finally figured out how to make these goddamn things. Why are you leaving now? Um, it is probably, it's an action-packed episode again, but also the animation is certainly an upgrade over the first few episodes we watched, which made me all the more annoyed at the, uh, the case of the Cola Cult because that is another action-packed episode that is not animated well. But like Kanina Lafer is very well drawn and expressed. And I also like that her dimensions are very dog-like. So when she yes. is tap dancing, it's kind of awkward in a in I think a purposefully humorous way. Yeah. Also, Carol Channing seems to be giving it her all, surprisingly. She's going for it. Yeah. <laughs> and she references some of the movies she's been in, which include Whatever happened to Baby Great Dane is one of the one of the movies, and I got a personal thrill out of Thoroughly Modern Collie, which is based on Thoroughly Modern Millie, a movie that Carol Channing is actually in. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really liked this episode. I also liked every time she didn't get Montana or not Montana Max Monterey Jack's name yeah. incorrect. My favorite was Montague, is what she keeps <laughs> calling him at one point. He hates her because apparently he references a previous case they had worked with her. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, well, maybe I want to go back and find that case. Was that, how deep of a cut is that? It's literally the episode before this one. Oh. <laughs> she got so, a two episode deal. Yeah, I guess they were like, Carol, just, why don't you just stay for a minute? Yeah, A Chorus Crime is the episode right before this one. Maybe they intended to space that out a little bit better, but yeah. what are you going to do? She also says she describes herself as a, a star of stage, screen, and occasional dog food commercials. <laughs> you got the feeling that it was more of the latter than any of the former. <laughs> when Jaja is pretending to be her, she goes through all her clothes. And at one point, one of the brands is Poochie Gucci, which is not even Excellent. a great attempt. You could have just called it Poochie, but yeah. you went Poochie Gucci in case no one picked sure up on what it was. It. Yeah. Still laugh because I'm an idiot. But yeah, I thought this was the best, even though I still am a little confused as to what uh, taxidermy is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. This was a pretty fun episode. I also liked her song. I don't remember if it was the singing or if she was saying this, but she's like, I've got a bone to pick about the bones you pick for me. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I think maybe their wheelhouse, which they never really explored was musical this maybe <laughs> chip and dale should be a musical he got the badass theme song he got the Co cuckoo cola commercial you got yeah, this one i'm that's like true, actually you got a great point it's pretty badass what's weird is that i think of the five we got this is the only one that's an actual case 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Or they are hired to do a job? It's for the way this is kind of set up. And I got this from descriptions I read, but not from the episodes we watched, was they're like cases that are too small for mm-hmm. yeah. regular cops or detectives. That are, that's what they'll pick up. So it's a lot of animal stuff. That all makes sense. There's they no didn't case really- too big, no case too small. If you need help, just call Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. They don't really establish that in canon in the first episode. They might in other episodes, but... I think we just got a weird selection this time where yeah. they all were one-off episodes, all seemingly where they had to separate one of the Rangers from the rest of the pack. Inexplicably, each one of our episodes deals with that. Yeah. Either Dale or, or Chip and Dale in the first one, then Gadget, then uh, Zipper in one, Dale again and Double O Dale, and then Monterey Jack in this one. When it's like the setup for it is a perfect formula. It's like, you know, basically a cop show. Like there's mm-hmm. a perfect case of the week kind of thing set up, but they don't really do that. It's actually really, this is one of my bigger points is like, this is all very first draft feeling because it's like this happened and then, and then, and then, and then, and then credits. And then yeah. oh, we've got to wrap it up real quick and then credits. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, uh, no bad ideas. Let's let's get that down and then we'll come back and we'll make sense out of it. Oh, we're done. We're moving on to a completely new show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it was. It did feel like it just, yeah, nothing sort of blended into the next thing. Even one scene, I was like, wait, I think it was Double O Dale where, you know, the spy's hangout is in this abandoned barn and eventually like Dale flies there. And I'm like, how the fuck did he figure this out? There's no connection to this barn. And then, yeah. you know, Dale just says something in passing where he's like, good thing you were able to pick up their scent zipper. And I was like, fine. I guess yeah, usually okay. that is one thing I complain about that someone didn't include such a bullshit line right. like that. So I guess I'll allow it. It feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity because like you can mock all the shows that are like that, that are very like a uh, case of the week that are very, you know, formulaic while also doing it, while also using the formula to your advantage to do 65 episodes where you are kind of one-offs. I think, though, that we just got a weird selection. But you think it's the larger problem? I think that we just know. got a weird collection yeah. of one-off episodes where it's like, oh, Dale's sad. Let's go do something. Rather I'll tell you than, what I'm not going to do case of the week. to figure that out, whether that's true or Watch not. Watch more. Watch more of this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I don't even have a larger to. point to say about this show. If, you, if you've got something to say, say it now is all I'm saying. Well, you know, I'd, I think we've said all that we can say about the characters because they're pretty pretty one-dimensional. I mean, Chip Chip is Chip's the, the leader. Chip's the anal retentive one. Up Dale's the slob. Yeah. Gatch's the lesbian. I said up top. I said he's up top. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. His Chip's business. the top. Dale's the sloppy bottom. Gadget lesbian. Monterey Jack? Has a thing going with Zipper. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I did like Zipper is supposed to be like the, you know, the the speed sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's got a cute turtleneck. Yes. Why don't flies wear turtlenecks more often? Oh, because they don't wear clothes at all? Because they don't have necks. Otherwise, they would, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. They have more of a thorax situation. Yeah. If there was a turtle thorax, they'd be all about it. I mean, you want to go to verdict? I mean, I'm, I, there's not, I don't think there's any bigger analysis to do here that we haven't already gotten to. I, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on.
David Zanthopoulos for the Jupiter. This show was aggressively fine, I think. <laughs> I think even as a kid, I recognized that Disney you go for like quality animation and Looney Tunes is where you go for jokes. Like I was rarely laughing like out loud at Disney stuff as I was like during Looney Tunes. And this, this is not a problem unique to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but this is a, you can tell they were cranking this out as we, as we talked about. One episode is very much below par, but even like the, the upstanding ones feel kind of quickly made, except for the last one, which I thought was like, if this was the quality level of the show, I'd probably be more into it. But every other episode just felt very pat, first drafty, like you said. Since we're a nostalgia-based podcast, then I would have to declare Your Inner Child is an idiot. This is a kind of forgettable show. And maybe we got a weird pick of the litter, but this largely is kind of a snooze in a lot of ways. I found myself, aside from the theme song, kind of glazing over at times, and my notes display that very well. I agree with you 100%. If you were had this... This show was near and dear to you or for some, for some reason. I think you're thinking of the theme song. Go back, <laughs> absolutely revisit the theme song because it's it's a bop and then move on. There's just not really anything to see here. And I think if you're like, but Gadget, she was cool and smart and it was a, a nice like, you're misremembering. She is just not drawn out that well. And like you're putting cooler stuff uh, onto her than what was in the show. But I think the idea is there, you know, and it's like, right. this is actually one that I don't know if the, besides a movie that was kind of like a more of a send up than a real reboot or anything that I actually would like to see rebooted. Cause I think they could do a really good job of sort of modernizing and actually, I don't know if they got somebody who gave a shit about it a little bit, you know, like put some, uh-huh. cause it does seem like it's not as bad animation wise as like He-Man where they were like reusing stuff everywhere and it Certainly felt like a, a cash grab. This is still a cash grab, but like a slightly better than that. But yeah, your inner child is an idiot. Go grab the theme song on YouTube and that's it. <laughs> Move on. And if you still want to dress up as one of the characters for Comic-Con or, or Halloween, that's great. But this is not a good show. But wear pants <laughs> is all I would but say. Please. Because we're at... Don't Chippendale it that way. We're at one-fifth of Rescue Rangers are wearing pants. And technically, <laughs> she's wearing a, a onesie. Yeah. So. It's a good look, to be fair. I do oh, think no. that... She's the best dressed of all the Rescue Rangers. To give them some credit on the, the model, I think... The model of the main characters is interesting. Like Zipper is cute, whether he represents a fly or whatever. He is cute. And, you know, Chip and Dale, they made them, you know, updated them from when they were in the the old cartoons just by making them like Magnum P.I. and Indiana Jones. But still, they gave them separate looks, personalities. Monterey Jackson, interesting. You know, he's like got a look. You know, and Gadget's got the cool thing. Uh, They've got with the, the jumpsuit, goggles. They've you know? got various goggles and turtlenecks. A lot of turtlenecks yeah. going on. Zipper's got a turtleneck. Monterey Jack's got a turtleneck. What do you think, everybody? Email us, yourinnerchildsanidia at gmail.com. You can uh, leave us a voicemail or text us 615-576-0525. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. It's a beautiful song. Okay, Whoa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. more people? We do. I'm going to start so that you can read the second one. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh. see. We want to thank uh, patrons of the show, including James Taylor. <sighs> Tommy Boy is my favorite movie. That's great. But could you read the patrons? <laughs> That's great. <gasps> Ryan McWilly. Lindsay Halleck. Beth Sarant. Captain Jean-Luc Bacard. 
Caroline Amazon. Demon's Australian accent. Dan McIntyre. David Mort. Dr. Uh, Malcolm's uh, heaving bosom. Dramatically placed on dog. Heather Tuggle. His Honor the Mayor. Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon. But can you read the patron's name? <laughs> Jeremy Powlin. Jonathan Day. Josh Frigo. Just Cuz. Karen Curd. Larissa Maestro. Lindsay Now. Particle Man. Scalvasaurus. Shit on the cartouche. T. Smith. The elusive Fan Gromkin. The Hands of Fate. The supreme ruler of this podcast. The Zesty. And Travis fans, thank you all very, very, very much. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support like them, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Demons and Thopolis. Oh, It's one of those names that just really just fits into any song you want to. Also, don't call on Demons and Thopolis when there's danger. I actually, no, absolutely not. Certainly not when there's danger. There are jobs too small and especially jobs too big. I like that nice sweet spot. On There's a stranger right behind me. <laughs> and you're telling me in song? Please just get to the point already. I think I said that wrong because there's a stranger out to find you. There's a danger to danger. No, you're getting into you. the DuckTales theme song. And I, I know. I think you know that. Oh, I know. I know. I was just, I was just moving on. Oh, you're just ready to get away from Rescue Rangers. Aren't we all? What can you say? Yeah.